Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Daft Differently. Jeremy Kalmanovsky with you learning uh, Tractate Kidubot, page Samech, or page 60. And we're going to continue our conversation today about uh, the nursing benefit, the, the, nurse, the cost of nursing and the economic contribution that is constituted by nursing children. And once again, as with yesterday, we're going to have a couple of interesting anecdotes which open up something about the ancient world. Women, of course, are expected to uh, expected to nurse their children. One can only imagine that the substantial majority uh, would do so themselves. Although economically powerful people have always employed uh, throughout history have always employed uh, wet nurses. Much of our page today is taken up with the question of when a woman can remarry uh, after after her first husband has divorced her or has died. If she's also nursing, she is. Uh, to delay marriage until the baby is safely uh, weanable, because if she becomes pregnant again with the second husband, that's likely to interrupt or to interfere with her lactation. So we have a number of debates about how how soon she may remarry. And all of those turn on the question of how long uh, a child is, what's the minimum period of appropriate uh, nursing? And the answer to that is first proposed about a third of the way down our page on the A side, right after a, a little two dots, and it says, Tanu Rabbanan, our sages talk, Yonek Tinok Vaholech Ad Esrim Ve'arba Chodesh. A baby should nurse for at least 24 months. It, we're going to learn later on in our page that that is Beit Shammai's position, while Beit Hillel uh, says that the, the baseline of nursing is actually 18 months, and though we're going to have some back and forth in Jewish legal terms and halachic terms, in the end, our page, Rav and Shmuel on the bet side of the page, are going to uh, are going to rule with Beit Shammai that the basic minimum uh, period of nursing a child for for all people should be 24 months. What that is going to mean that in the case of a young widow who is still nursing when her husband uh, dies, she is supposed to not get married until that 24 month period is up so as to be sure that her subsequent pregnancy does not interfere with the nursing of child number one. But what I'd like to focus on for the remainder today is the interesting debate that follows, or the interesting uh, theme that follows immediately after uh, that that statement about the 24-month minimum nursing. Our page, our our argument goes on, as we said, the baby should nurse for 24 months, and it goes on and says, Mikan ve'ilach keyonek sheketz, divrei Rabbi Eliezer. Uh, after 24 months, it would be like nursing on a sheketz, or a lizard, or a forbidden, uh, a, a treif creature. Huh? Now, there's no claim that human breast milk is literally treif, literally forbidden for uh, Jewish human consumption. That would make absolutely no sense. But Rabbi Eliezer has the strong claim that it is totally inappropriate for a more than two-year-old child to be sucking on 
his, his or her mother's breast. Rabbi Yehoshua, uh, who is the typical uh, interlocutor of Rabbi Eliezer, disagrees, and he says, Afilu arba shanim. Even four or five years a toddler can go on nursing. It would appear that Rabbi Eliezer has the, the ich factor, uh, something like that. He just, he just thinks it's perhaps inappropriate or gross that, that a child would be nursing past the age of toddlerhood. Rabbi Yoshua appears to have no such ich factor. Uh, perhaps some people today uh, have or don't have those reactions. And this, this appears to be the same argument that they're having. However, Rabbi Yoshua goes on and says, Piresh l'achar esrim ve'arba chodesh ve'chazar ke'yonek sheken. If the child is weaned, and is no longer uh, nursing off the breast of the mother, uh, but then re- returns to doing it, then, then that is inappropriate. Um, maybe he's got some insight of to uh, uh, what normal and appropriate uh, Oedipal reactions should or shouldn't be, something like that. And he appears to think that uh, if, a, if a baby's old enough to be weaned and then needs to, uh, to be held and nursed in such an intimate manner, then that's probably something a little a little inappropriate or uh, weird and then the ich factor kicks in for Rabbi Yehoshua as well. Now our page continues with a rather long derivation of how you know that uh, human breast milk is kosher and not treif as if you needed to prove such a thing out of the Torah but they they do out of a, a process of Midrash Halacha make that position and, and then it, the Gemara takes up the problem if we asserted that it's kosher then why would anybody ever say that it's inappropriate for a child, whether 24 months uh, in Rabbi Eliezer's view or, or post-weaning at whatever age, post-24 uh, months to Rabbi Yoshua's view, why would anyone ever say that it's inappropriate? It's kiyonek sheketz, which is just a really very harsh term, like nursing on a lizard. Why would you say such a thing? And the Gemara does what it often does. It distinguishes between two cases. When we said that human milk is kosher. What it means, what it means, is ha de parish, ha de lo parish. This is when it has been extracted, and that other case, when you give a negative assessment, is when it has been not extracted. That is to say, uh, what the Gemara is recommending is that at, at an older age, or if a child, uh, even even after having been, you know, at an older age than 24 months to Rabbi Eliezer, or post weaning, post 24 months to Rabbi Yehoshua just needs human milk. What the Gemara is recommending is that the mother should express the milk, but that there is probably, in the view of these two fellows, which you, you know, these two Chachamim, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yehoshua, there is some sort of inappropriate or improper uh, action of nursing past a certain age, nursing from the breast at a certain age, and instead the food itself is appropriate, but only after only after having been expressed. So, once again, human milk taken away from the nipple itself is kosher, and, and this, by the way, is true even for, you know, uh, even for somebody who's not a baby. And may, you may remember the great last scene of Grapes of Wrath in which, in which uh, the female character nurses back to life, literally from her breast, the, uh, the starving man. In Talmudic terms, in halachic terms, she should have just expressed the milk as opposed to nursing, nursing him directly. But the Gemara will go on and make one more interesting comment. He says, now listen, this is the opposite case, the opposite rule is for blood 
than for milk. In milk, it's kosher, uh, but it should be expressed from the body and then consumed. But blood, which human blood, which is of course forbidden, but in the course of having a mouth and having teeth, you may bite your lip or you may bite the inside of your cheek or something like that. Does that render the food that you would eat also trafe by contact with the human blood? Clearly, eating human blood is forbidden, but let's say you just bit your tongue or you bit the inside of your cheek and you have a little blood. And if that blood, the Gemara says, has stayed in your mouth, don't worry about it. It's, it's, you've not eaten anything trafe. However, if you really hurt yourself and you bled and you looked at the piece of bread and you saw that there was some of your blood on that piece of bread, uh, then you would have to, at a minimum, clean the blood off. Uh, or if it were bad enough, you'd actually have to throw, throw the bread away. So breast milk is better if it's not from the body for anyone except a little infant. And blood, it's better, inside of your mouth, is better if it actually just remains in your body and never leaves. Okay? This is one of those pages of, of the Talmud that asks all kinds of interesting questions that you never would have thought of except for, for the Gemara. Thanks for learning today with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.